GM, I'm Matthew Diemer, and this is GM from Decrypt. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Good morning, everyone. It is Monday, February 6, 2023. I hope everybody had a great weekend. I know I did. And I don't have much to say this morning, so let's get straight into those crypto prices and see how we're doing in the markets. The time is 9.04 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $22,836. It's down 1.6% in 24. It's down 1% in 7. Ethereum's at $1,630, down 1.3%. Tether's number three, Binance is at 326, down a half a percent. And USDC is number five. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, BUSD, Cardano, Doge, and Matic, which is at $1.20, down 1.3% in 24. However, it's up 8.3% in seven. The total market cap is down to 1.06 trillion, it's down 1% in 24. However, I'm just happy we're in the trillions. That's amazing. We have a BTC dominance of 41.5 and an F dominance of 18.8. Moving into our headlines today, the top story in my opinion is this story about FTX and giving money to political groups and politicians. Well, before we had a list of the PACs, the political action committees and the organizations that FTX and their executives gave money to to try to influence the past elections. However, now we have a list of the politicians. Who are the people in Congress that receive this money? There is a link in the show notes if you want to take a look at exactly who, see if your congressman is down there. My congressman is. <laughs> and we'll get into that in a little bit. But also, 37% of Congress took money from FTX executives. Well, the new FTX executives and the CEO, John J. Ray III, is sending confidential letters to these politicians saying, give us the damn money back. And you got to give us that money back by February 28th. And FTX is putting the pressure on everyone to give this money back, plus interest. The amount is totaling around $93 million. Well, Coinbase, they broke the story in depth over the weekend. And it looks as though they called around 196 people in Congress asking them, what are you going to do with this money? Of the 196 congressmen they called, 143 had no response. 34 said that they're going to donate it. And 19 said they plan to return it which means 64% of the campaigns that actually picked up the phone to talk to Coindesk, they said they're going to donate it. For example, one of those congressmen that took the full donation amount from Sam Bankman-Fried was Representative Lou Correa from California. Representative Correa is among dozens of people who took the full amount. And what is the full amount you're asking? It's $2,900 per cycle. So if you're running for Congress and you're a candidate, you can receive $2,900 in the primary and $2,900 in the general. $5,800 in total from an individual. Representative Korea said, I don't know Sam Bankman-Fried. Never talked to him. 
and said that he intends to donate the full amount to his alma mater, California State University, to support their Dreamer Education Fund. However, if you guys remember, we reported this before, and FTX is making this very clear, that making a payment or a donation to a third party, including a charity, in the amount of any payment received from an FTX contributor does not prevent FTX debtors from seeking recovery, meaning they're going to get their money back no matter what you do with it. Of the Congress people who actually picked up Coindesk's phone call, 38% that they're going to hold the money and wait for guidance on how to give it back. Only five politicians said that they already returned the money. I know you're thinking this should be all wrapped up just very quickly. It should only take a couple months, whatever, right? And people get their money back and the campaigns will, you know, give their money back and so on and so forth. Not really. They're still trying to get money back from the Bertie Madoff scheme. I was actually just talking to a friend yesterday whose son has been working on clawing back this money. And he's been working for a firm over here in Northeast Ohio for five years clawing back money from 14, 15 years ago. Absolutely insane. According to a bankruptcy expert and law professor at St. John's University, this is a game of hot potato that campaigns play by giving donations to charity, and it's a political move. And just because they did this political move to give it to their alma mater or some charity in their district or some people that they want to make sure that they're making happy for their next election, that doesn't magically absolve them from the responsibility to pay back this money. And so one thing I've always said is like, what if the campaign spent the money? For example, my campaign. I spent every last dime that I got. <laughs> so, like, where's the money going? Like, I don't have the money to pay it back. He says, tough luck. If the money's already spent, you have to pay it back. He said, in quote, if you no longer have the money, too bad. You're still liable. You might go bankrupt yourself. Yikes. So, who gave this money? Well, of the 228 candidates that received funds from FTX executives, 43% came from Ryan Salame. 25% came from SBF, and 23% came from Nishad Singh. The rest came from other random executives and so on and so forth. And as we know, Ryan Salame, the co-founder of FTX, was a huge Republican donor. SBF was a huge Democrat donor. And, just a little fun fact, Salame's girlfriend, Michelle Bond, was running for Congress in New York's first district as a Republican. I just want to go on the record saying, I am so happy that I didn't receive any money from FTX or an executive from FTX. I dodged a bullet there. I would have happily received it. I would have happily spent it. And I would have asked every executive for money if I got just an inkling that I could get some money from FTX. And you want to talk about dodging a bullet? I, I would have no clue, especially if like all of them maxed out to me. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Like, I would have no clue how to pay all that back. I would have no way to pay that back. This also makes me wonder, like, why aren't people just paying it back? There are campaigns with hundreds of thousands, if not millions, still in their accounts. Just take it, pay it back, and get off their books. It's just interesting who's not paying it back and who has the money to pay it back. And it's very interesting that the law professor at St. John's University said, it doesn't matter if you have money or not, they're going to claw it back. I don't think that's actually fair. I don't think that's right. It puts extra risk 
and taking donations, another barrier that discourages people to take part in our political process. What do you think? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Uniswap. Well, they have a new proposal and they're dividing the crypto community. And their proposal is to deploy the trading protocol on Binance Smart Chain. And the problem is concerns over the emergence of an influential whale in the project's governance process. That whale? Venture Capital Fund A16Z, which has deployed 15 million uni tokens to vote against the proposal. Basically, in a DAO, whoever has the most tokens can have the most influence over the proposals and over the, the process. So basically, let's just break this down. If you had 1 million tokens floating around there for governance and somebody holds one token and somebody holds a half a million tokens, well, the person with a half a million tokens basically is going to get whatever they want because they have half of the voting block. Chris Black tweeted this. Perhaps you don't get it, uni holders. Let me spell it out for you. A16Z owns Uniswap protocol. They are controlling owner of the protocol. They will decide on what future Uniswap versions look like. They control the treasury. It's theirs, not yours. Capiche? And I always personally had a problem with DAOs like this because you can have like a whale come in and usually it's going to be a big company or whoever has a lot of cash and just basically buy up all the tokens and control the project. And so this democracy, this DAO, this decentralized autonomous organization is not a democracy. But some people don't want it to be a democracy and never said it should be a democracy. For example, at DJ Spartan, if you want more votes, buy more coins. It's simple as that. Nobody said it's a democracy. The will of the community is the will of whichever cartel or whale has the voting majority. It's not the will of the disgusting peasantry. Well, to combat the 15 million tokens from A16Z, in the past 24 hours, other whales have jumped in. And with that counterbalance to A16Z, the proposal currently sits at 62% for the proposal and 38% against the proposal. You guys remember Hodlnot, the Singaporean crypto lender that lost over $190 million in the crash of the Terra ecosystem? Well, back in August, the company halted withdrawals and cut 80% of its staff to save money. As of December 9th of 2022, Hodlnot had an outstanding debt of around $160.3 million. Does Hodlnot now have a lifeline? Well, maybe because several potential buyers have signaled interest in Hodlnot, signing NDAs to move the process forward. Do we have any listeners from France or Canada? Well, if we do, this one's for you. Binance, they have a new tax tool for you, and it'll let you calculate the associated taxes with your crypto trading activity. And this new tool will allow you to download a report showing a tax summary of any gains or losses you made using Binance. Now, this is not going to cover all transactions, including like NFTs, but it will support spot trades, crypto donations, and blockchain fork rewards. So, there you have it. The tool is now for you. Oh, and if you're from another country, they said they're going to roll it out in other places around the world, other markets, but they have not given a timeline when they're going to do that. JP Morgan, they're trying to figure out where the money's going. Where is the institutional investment going? And so they did a survey of institutional traders, and they found that it's moving to AI. Based on the survey, based on their interviews, it looks as though 53% are moving to AI or machine learning. 14% are going to look at API integration, and only 12% is looking at blockchain. They also found that 72% of traders have no plans to trade crypto or digital coins. Basically, all they're saying is institutional money is moving from blockchain to AI, which 
I want to just say eh, grain of salt there because it always looks as though JP Morgan puts out reports and surveys that align with things that they want to invest in or things that they have already put money into. And finally, in some sad news, a lot of people are losing their jobs in the crypto space. In January alone of this year, 2,806 people lost their jobs in the crypto space. 84% of these job losses are coming from crypto exchanges. And those exchanges include Huobi, Coinbase, Blockchain.com, Crypto.com, and Luno. And for the past six months, the crypto space has been bleeding employment. June of 2022 is the top of the chart with the highest record of layoffs in one month at 3,003 jobs. And that was because of the collapse of Luna. In November, we saw 1,805 layoffs. And that was because of the FTX collapse. Crypto is currently accounting for around 4% of all tech sector layoffs. Thank you for tuning into this podcast this morning, this Monday. I hope you have a great week. Remember, go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.